Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. For episodes 95 and 96 of the Courtside Indiana podcast, Nick Baumgart and I preview the top teams for the upcoming 2021-2022 season. If you listen to the 1A and 2A preview, the 3 and 4A previews will be published later this afternoon. If you're listening to the 3 and 4A previews, check out the earlier pod for more content. Each episode will have timestamps in the show notes so you can skip ahead if you need or want to. On to the pod, and thanks for listening. Join now with Nick Baumgart. We are, uh, we're, we're going to do our, we're going to each kind of run down our top 10, one, one team at a time. Obviously there'll be some overlaps and duplication. So we'll, if we, if we've discussed, if somebody names a team and we over or we discuss it well enough when it, when it comes time for the other team, the other guy names it, we'll, we'll kind of blow right by it. Sound good. It sounds like a plan, man. It's your world. It's your so you officiated today, you and you're old. So that's what you were trying to tell me before I hit record. Is you're just getting old. Yeah, I did a favor for a buddy, and I'd do it again in a second. You know, but Coach Burkhart had a big eighth grade shootout today, and hey, it's everybody knows that's probably listening to this. It's hard to get basketball officials. <laughs> so, well, and there's just a lot. I mean, just. There's a lot going on down here, and there's just not a lot of a lot of refs. So anyway, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he just completely forgot to get them. I don't know. But I got a phone call or what a text <laughs> like, "Hey, you need to help me get Shane, some refs." Shane probably was like, "Ah, oh, hell, I'll just wait till the morning of and see who I can dig up." <laughs> and so he was like, "You know, well, yeah." I said, "I don't know any refs, really. I mean, I I don't even know where to look." Yeah. So, and so he's like, "Well, then you need to. Then you got to. You know, you're gonna ref." I, so uh, we had a day before you, before you, we had a day week three of the fall league. Um, we had the same court, both officials, no call, no show. They don't, they didn't know each other. So it wasn't like it was a walkout or anything. One of them was a former player of mine. The other one was a friend of mine, like a local friend of mine who, who officiates. I mean, he's, he's, he reffed last year. He's a good official. Neither one of them called, neither one of them showed up. And, that was like, ugh. We had, so we had two courts going with one referee for four four games, and like you know, luckily they both are they were good mm-hmm. officials, and, and and I will admit our games early in the morning, early in the day, or younger. Um, so we didn't have any if we didn't have any issues like that when when the the big boys started showing up, but uh, yeah, that was. I mean, so I kind of sympathize with Shane there when you're you're getting right down to it. You're trying to get good officials and everybody, every basketball fan, to be a basketball fan, you should have to, to officiate. Yeah. Pick a, pick a level, but but you gotta do a couple of years, man. I mean no, I mean, but you should you should experience it at least once because it's it's um you well, we do it camp- guys like me and you do it at camps, right? We do it at college camps, right? And in the past when no, and for good, and for good buddies, when, and for when the, when 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 friends yeah. ask, yes. Yeah. 
So anyway, I, so I did, I signed up for it and never uh, refereed. All the basketball I've been around, I've never refereed. I never wanted to. It looks hard. It looks like painful, you know, right? Everybody. I, I keep thinking I'm going to do it. It's and then tough. I, then I get hurt doing it's something else. Not so much fun though. Like, man, like three point play, bang it out, you know, like, bang, like, <laughs> crowded. Anyway, so I, I I was supposed to have eight games, and you know, I turned forty. I turned forty-one next month. Actually, I gotta, I gotta wake up, and I'm, I'm gonna be forty-one. So you're, you're I used old. to be able to just jump out of bed. Anyway, cram, uh, calves cramped up third game into the third game, and so nice. uh, when, I, when I left, Coach Burkhart was on the, on the floor refereeing. So I guess you know. There you go. Well, you know, I, that's up for. I do everything but that, and a lot of it's because obviously when you administrate, I don't, you know, I. I have one guy helping, but, you know, Chris is just – he's basically just another set of eyes. It's not like he's really dictating anything. Um, it's, tough. it's tough because and here's the thing. If you don't blow the whistle right away, this is what your casual fan doesn't realize. Like, oh, it's, you, yeah. you see it Patient. happen, right? And you're like, oh, wow. Like, but if you don't blow the whistle, like, sometimes it happens. Like, you're like, eh, you can't, like, blow it later. I did it today, and it didn't work. So, anyway. Well, um, yeah. And the, the fan anticipates the foul where the referee should not. So that's that's the major disconnect. And coaches too. Coaches and will and, and players will anticipate it. Anyway, it was a good time. Had fun. And I think everybody should experience at least once. So Yeah, I mean if a guy drives in if a guy drives into traffic, the, the fan, the coach, the 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 biased people, we, we all have our biases, but the biased people are looking for the contact. Whereas the official is is compelled to wait for the contact, and yeah. you know, so there's there is that half second gap that often leads to screams and gasps and and venom from various places in the gym, and, and Before, in a small venue, you hear everything. You you know you hear you you hear every little thing. At a high school game, at an Evansville bossy game, all you hear is noise. You know you crowds are so big and people are just milling about some of them aren't paying attention they're chatting with their neighbors or whatever but but you know even the ones that are paying attention are generally you know cheering and there's enough noise you don't hear the one person that might yell you suck or you know whatever um, but anyway hey, before, I move, before I move away from that I'm, I'm curious what people out out there think about the three seconds in the lane call right so to me, it, it's a deterrent, right? It's not, it's not necessarily like a punitive thing where like you're trying to catch them every time they, they three seconds. It's like speeding, you know, if, hey, right. if I catch you, you know. So this guy was just laying in on me like, hey, three seconds every time down. You know, I was right. like, I'm not, I'm not, it's like three and a half. I don't, I mean, I'm not doing this, dude. And he's just ripping me. He's like, that's, it's a rule. It's a rule. Yeah. This is like 13 year old basketball. I've never, I don't see, but he's, he's looking for the three seconds where you're trying to keep your eye on the whole court. So that's the difference. And, yeah. and fans need to understand that. And most of them, but they don't, they, I got you. They, thing, don't, right? they don't, right. They don't, right. Exactly. They don't see, and they don't see through their biases and we don't either when we're fans. I mean, we, and when we coach, you know, when I'm coaching, I'm, somebody oh. that's camping at lane i want that three seconds called so it's it's not a whole lot jim jim i i gotta say i'm sorry to all the refs out there that i gave hard i've given a hard time <laughs> to you. I, mean, I, I have it's a long list and i'm not proud of it and 
this summer I didn't. And, you know, I was kind of like, I've, I've gained a lot of perspective over the years, but like, you know, yeah, I was embarrassed. I've, I've mellowed out on referees in the last four or five years, but if they, if they talk to me, then I'm cool. So here's the thing. Here's the thing about complaining to refs. You're taking away from your team. You have X amount of like seconds, a lot of, right? A lot of times. Yeah. You're, you're taking no, you're, right. It's not helping. But it's I, can, I can get calls. I mean, I can work uh-huh. my way into calls, but I'm not at that point. I'm not complaining. I'm just chatting. So that's another time for another, um, so psychology for, it's a psychology minor coming into play that's so. a topic for another podcast all right right all mm-hmm. right well all right here's what we're doing we're doing 1a class first then we're going to do 2a um these will be time stamped so if you're if you're watching uh, or if you're watching hopefully you're not watching if you're listening to us right now and you're not interested in the 1a preview you can look on the, the show notes and you'll get the the 2a time why stamp would, why wouldn't you be though i well you know some people maybe just listen when they're in the car and that's the only time they listen and they got to, they got to cut to the chase. And, and we've already screwed them over of uh, the uh, talk because we, you and I both went down tangents. So, you know, I, you know, that's how it works, but okay. you and I have many, ta- we got an hour right now. So you and I have an hour before I have to go watch a movie. So <laughs> that's, I, this is Not the last, way. this is the last Saturday before June until June that we don't, I don't have basketball. So um, I'm cutting it pretty thin right now, but uh, anyway, all right. Who's your number 10 in one a. All right. In one a. Um, Just one at a time. We'll go one at a time. I have Lafayette central Catholic. All right. Not bad. I, I have them marked. I, I didn't, I couldn't find the extra pieces to put them tell. I couldn't find the extra pieces to get them in the top 10, but it's one of those deals where they'll, they'll lose seven or eight games and still be the sectional favorite or still be a threat, right? Just because, you know, they usually have their fair share of athletes and, but other than, other than Barrett, who they got, do you know, or do we just. Yeah. Obermiller, Obermiller's back. All right. Um, Hold on. I'm trying to. Clark? I almost, I almost put Triton in the top 10 just for the exact same reason. You know, no, Triton would be a, another good pick. I mean, like that's the thing. So I've got, you know, I've got some names written down as far as, as yeah. those, um, you know, like extra names kind of thing. Yeah. But to me. I do too. I've got to 16 me, teams. I've got 16 teams for 10 spots. So, so like to me, when I look at Lafayette Central Catholic, They've got 26, 27 points coming back. They're two top top scorers coming back. Right. So to me, that's just a uh, in one A at ten. That's a lock. But there's a so there's a there's a lot of that on my list then. So I feel so based on that criteria, I feel pretty good about my list. My tenth is Edinburgh. Yeah. So I have Edinburgh at seven. Yeah, Caleb Dewey. And then mm-hmm. they've got three or four seniors who put up a lot of varsity minutes last year. And, you know, obviously Caleb Dooley's, Dewey's the, the big producer there. Not that they um, – one of the seniors just can't – is also right up there with him statistically. But but he's – you know, he's he's a good junior. He's a six-foot-three-inch, six-foot-two-inch wing for them. And it does a lot of – that is a lot of playmaking for them and, and obviously can score, but – that was my tenth. Um, I only have 
one team from the north in my top ten. Yeah. Yeah. So like what I've what I've I've been asking around this week, right? Yeah. it is it's going to be one of those years where central Indiana, Indianapolis is just dominates. I mean, it really is. It's, could, it, yeah. Could be, you know, it's just it's not right. like, you know, and, and two A's is, is okay. down South and one A is as well, but it, it's just the schools get too big. You know, we, we just don't have that biggest four A three A schools. Um, well, three A anyway. Yeah. Let's stick, yeah let's stick to it. Who's number nine for you. Yeah, so number nine, I'm going to go with Metropolitan. There you go. They're my number eight team. Omari Ferguson? Yeah. So yeah, I've got him on number eight. Omari Ferguson, uh, David Merriweather, right? He's yeah. the Ferguson piece. So for those that didn't watch Pike last year, Ferguson is their best athlete. He transferred in. He was their best athlete. He is spectacular athlete. I mean, he's – Mm-hmm. it's a different level. I mean, Conwell, obviously really good. Ryan Conwell, obviously really good athlete, strong. Loudon, who transferred, he's gone. Even from Pike, he's out the door. I mean, I don't, I don't know if Ferguson would have been better to stay at Pike. You know, what, what, what was the ultimate des- deciding factor there was opportunity. And then after he left, you know, it became apparent that, you know, Loudon, you know, JJ left and now all of a sudden, you know, Ferguson would have, would have by default had a bigger role. I mean, he was going to have a bigger role anyway. Um, just because, that, you know, graduation at Pike, you know, with like Eddie Jones is gone, they were probably going to play. Because Devin four. Yeah, yeah, Devin yeah, they were going to play four guards, basically. Yeah. And they, they played a lot of four, four guard lineup. Yeah. So, Dante Pooch, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if there was a story behind it or what. I mean, it almost seems like there's kind of like, you know, well, in, look, Indy area kids, when they stay in the Indy area, I mean, you know, they, it, it is about opportunity. I mean, we could sit here and. But when I met, when, when, I, when I met, when I came across Omari Ferguson, he was transferring. So it doesn't make, yeah. it, it doesn't, you know, it's fine, whatever. And I think he's going to be able to, he's going to be able to make, I mean, he's going to be a big producer for them. And oh, he's a D2. I mean, I have, I have D2 schools interested. I mean, he's got big yeah. time. Yep. And Merriweather continues to get better, continues to improve his body. Yep. Um, get in shape. I, my, my number nine is Trinity Lutheran. You know, and they, you look at – they do lose some of their production from last year, but they've, they've got Hudson Norton back. They've got Mitchell Hackman back. And I'll admit I've not seen Hackman play. I just know he had a good year last year. And, and you know, they've got – you know, they're the returning, they're returning sectional champ, I think. I mean, yep, they're returning sectional champ. Um, you know, they're same, I mean, they're the same sectional as Edinburgh. So that's those two guys right there. Te- those two teams will be, you know, duking it out. And, you know, I, I, I think that they'll be, they'll have a chance because they do have some other, other guys that return as varsity players. Uh, so I, I think they'll have some guys that step up. Um, in, in the roles that were, you know, that are open now due to graduation. But you, um, yeah, I'm not as familiar with them as, as you know, that's, that's great about this. I'm not either. I, I'm just familiar with Norton. I mean, I, I've just seen him a couple times. And I mean, look, I, I don't know. Let's see how many do you one, two, three, four, five, six, 
I've only seen six of these teams play live, throw in Edinburgh video last year during their whatever holiday tournament they were in that they hosted. Um, I mean, of my top 10, you know, I've just seen the six live last year. Um, you know, I didn't watch Indy Met play last year. Um, but, you know, we both know how good Ferguson is and how good Merriweather can be. But who who's your number eight? So I went Bloomfield. Okay. I've got them. They're, 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 num- they're my number four. Oh, okay. So I got them just a little low on them. All right. But, you know, well, I, I – go ahead. You, you Tell me why you like them. So, I, obviously, Balen Graf and – Right. Graf is the obvious piece there. I, they've got a – they're going to have a number of juniors, right, that that were varsity kids last year. I, I, I don't really know – I don't have a great feel for Peter Combs yet, but at six – what is he, six six? Yeah, that's yeah. a pretty nice – that's a pretty nice piece that they should be able to work in a little bit more this year, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that's one of the teams I've not seen. I, you know, last year was funny. Last year, their coach, first of all, he sends information every week for Player of the Week, which I appreciate. The first couple of emails, he was he put Graf down as a sophomore, <laughs> and and so I was getting excited because that, you know, that was, that means he was 2023. 20, that was a kid, you know, that's age group I'm coach. And I'm thinking, God, this guy's putting up 22 mm-hmm. a game and nobody knows who the heck he is. And mm-hmm. I thought he came out of nowhere. And then, then as I sort of probed it, he's like, Oh no, he's junior. I'm like, Oh crap. So, um, but yeah, so graph, the, the thing with graph, I don't know what is, what's his range. Do we know what his range is? Have you seen him? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, he'll step out and shoot it a little bit. Um, to me, from what I've what I've gathered, he's just not a consistent enough three point shooter. Right. You know, he's more of a, at least he you know, hasn't been right. Right, and so that'd be interesting to see. You know, may, we may see. But at six three six four, he's a, he's a matchup issue at the one A level, especially in March. I will say this: I did see him this fall at out at EBA. And mm-hmm. his his athleticism is was was mm-hmm. a lot better. Like he, yeah. was, he was dunking the ball, he was up around the rim, you know. So we'll see. You know, not that the dunking the ball is everything, but it's certainly one of the easy checks, right? And um, but yeah, can he shoot it? You know, at his size, I think I think they're going to list him what six six four. Yeah. Well, and the thing I want yeah, to check in too. They don't schedule up as much as they used to. Remember back in the day, Bloomfield would play Bloomington South and Bloomington sure. North and, and Edgewood and, and all those. The Josh, Thompson, the Josh Thompson years. Yes. Yeah, they don't do that. They don't appear to do that. They do play Edgewood. Uh, but then, they, you know, they play Owen Valley. Those are those are really close schools. You know, Cloverdale is going to be good. So it's not like it's a bad schedule. Of course, back when I'm talking too, back in the, the Matt Britton days, you know, that part of the state was loaded with the normal people, but you also right, throw River in Valley, right? River Valley union, you know, Duggar, all those schools. I mean, it's so Bloomfield's got a difficult schedule. They play Linton, they play Lagodi, they play North Davies. Well, they do play Bloomington South. They play Washington, they play Sullivan. Yeah. So, okay. Well, maybe they do. They definitely don't play a one, a schedule. They do play Bloomington South. It just it used to, I thought it used to be earlier in the year. So maybe that's what, they play Bar Reeve, so yeah. So I'll just shut up. So they, 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 and that's was part of my point was 
not a, not unlike Lafayette Central Catholic, they could go into the tournament with sort of a, I don't know, below average record and, and still be a threat. So, hey, we got a little bit of we got sirens. You got police so. action there. Nice. As long as we're not coming for you, you're all right. Hey, what? Uh, who's you know, your you number? Know from, you know I'm from the streets, Jim. Yeah, I know. I've been to your. All right, I've, uh, I've been to your house. You, your parents live where you live when I recruited you. Yeah, um, I've been to your house then. Yeah. All right, who you got number seven? Uh, all right, so number seven. Number seven, I have Edinburgh, which okay. we've already discussed. Um, okay. So let's go. Up, let's go up to six, and let's let's talk. Well, I got to do my seven. Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. Rock Creek, EVSE. I got I got Rock Creek Academy number seven. Okay, that's uh, Mariel Dipper. Uh, well, Dipper and uh, seven footer, who is certainly tantalizing in the, in this, especially on a one A schedule. As we know, in March and they they. They play a different. They play a difficult schedule too. Let me check out what they do. I mean, you know, they play. You know, they'll play Cord and they play Jennings County. They play Brownstown every year. They play Jeffersonville. Scottsbury's not great, but they're a three A school. Um, you know, it's it's not. Uh, they, they all. Yeah, they play two or three four A schools, two three A schools, three three A schools. So it's not exactly easy pickings there for them. And uh, Depur and, and Jaleb Treat, who's a six foot seven inch forward, who's getting better. And then Ladarius Wallace, one of their guards. Those are basically the returning guys. And they had a kid last year whose name I'm going to forget, who started the year with them, but then didn't finish, but then acted like he might be going back. And I'm, I guess I didn't. I haven't followed up on that to see where that stands, but, but yeah, Rock Creek Academy is my number seven. They were, they were improving last year, late in the year. They got beaten a sectional, probably upset a little bit when uh, Christian Academy beat them. And then um, I'm trying to think who won that sectional Lanesville Lanesville won that sectional. Upset. And, uh, yeah. A little bit. They don't have a lot coming back. That's why they're not in my top ten. But so go ahead with your number six. Yeah, I mean, to me, to me, we had a lot. Of, you know, several of the same teams, but I mean, the top six is pretty seems pretty solid. So I don't know. We'll see. But, I thought my um, top five was pretty good. I thought my top five was pretty easy, and so six is where I started to get start asking some questions and then nine, 10, 11, and 12 were like right borderline. And, but yeah, I thought, I thought my number six, my number six is bar reeve. Who's your number six? Ah, seven miles away. Lagodi. Lagodi. See, I got, yeah. I, so talk to me about Lagodi. Talk to me about who they got besides Bledsoe. Yeah, and that's the thing, Luke, Luke Nanti. Yeah, you know, and, and and if Luke would just believe how good he really is, I mean, it's kind of a it's kind of a thing where he's just got he's just got to get the confidence. 
He's a really good player. Um, but it's, they're going to go how Bledsoe is going to go. I mean, it's right. that's pretty much – and he's good enough where he can, you know – you know, he had 28 and a half this summer when he played for me um, against a team out of Kansas City that was really big and really long. Like, people do not understand how how many tough shots that kid can hit. I mean, from 27 feet, 20 – I mean, he is just – so we'll see. It'll be it'll be really kind of a good challenge for him. He's going to have to be able to, to kind of lead. And he's not really had to do that before. You know, he's kind of been able to play um, – his, his thing and do his thing, but he's going to have to put everybody on his back. Um, you know, that's just where they're at. But, but I, I mean, he's a division one player to me. I don't know how, I mean, what, a lot what, of- what, what can he guard? That's, I mean, I'm not asking that as a question. Like I doubt I'm curious, where do you see him? This is a different discussion. This has nothing to do with what Goody's schedule. He could probably guard two or three positions, you know, at the high listen, school level. Listen, I'll tell you a little quick story about Peyton. Peyton, um, he collected uh, co- like baseball memorabilia cards growing up. Yeah, like he, yeah. So he sells it and to fund uh, a court. He buys a um, he buys a floor. He buys a really like professional rim. He buys a shooting gun. He heated it. Um, like that's how much he he cares. Like he he loves it. Like he lo- like so to me. If kids love it, if they I can get anybody to guard. Guarding's easy. What's hard is getting getting people to hit to hit tough shots. You know, to make well, shots. I mean, look. So I can, you know, is I can have a conversation with the kid, and I can figure out pretty quick if you know, hey, do you trust me? You know, and you and you show them different things, and that's the thing. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of things to the game defensively that you can do. That's and, and yeah, yeah, that has. And, that, and my question Mark, that, you're, Mark, that you're answering has nothing to do with this, with this discussion, this ranking, but yeah, yeah, I, just anyway, was, okay. I just was oh. curious. No, 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 you're good. I asked the question. No, I, I asked the question. So sure, I, I just was, I just was curious because I've, I've liked him. Um, it's um, listen and listen, uh, Ryan Haywood, his coach. Um, look, I, I make no bones about it. He's a friend of mine. I coached on, under, you know, on his staff at Princeton. Um, but, you know, I just with Peyton, I just – I wasn't sure. I didn't know. And, you know, being around him this summer, uh, the kid is – is, yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely a real deal, very coachable. I mean, you can – you know, you can – you can really push him. And I think that's where, you know, he just needs – he needs a lot of tape work. You know, look, look uh, defensively, there's a lot of things you can do that you don't have to be. Look, he can dunk the ball. He's six four. Can you know? Can can anyway. So Lagodi's at six, and so and I've got Bar Reeve at six, and and for me, it's obviously it's Hagen Knapp. That's Mr. Obvious. That's the that's the that's the end of the that's the beginning and the end of the discussion for Bar Reeve as far as I'm concerned. But here's the thing. Now, granted, when I walked into the Carmel Barre game last year, it was JV game was about halfway through the first quarter. I walked in, I looked down, and I saw a bunch of kids on Carmel's JV in the JV game. I didn't recognize. I'm like, what the hell did they move the JV game? Is this the freshman game? Because there was like three or four freshmen, and we did have a little bit of a COVID issue last year uh, during that stretch over Christmas break, and which is not an excuse. It just 
I, I'm curious because Bar Reeves JV team gave what was I don't know that Carmel lost a JV game last year. Um, I really have to think. Yeah, it may have lost one. So I have to really think about that. So their JV team hung on with basically what was either a, a one-loss JV team or an a undefeated. It was I think it was a one-loss JV team because I think Incredible. there may have been there may have been an early season loss that was sort of like a fluke. Um, but so obviously they've got people in the pipeline. They always have people in the pipeline. They have people in the pipeline that we that I don't know about yet. Um, here's the thing. Here's here's a quick. Ligoti is the same way, but they don't have football. Yeah, and, and it's just uh, you know the the bar you has football. The fabric of the the kid. No, they do not. Okay, so it's not. And so that's what that's what Brian Hughes always he always said was that that job was so great because the kids were, you know, they were coming out of the, uh, out of the fields to do, you know, to, to have summer practice and they, they loved it. Like they, they, were, you they couldn't twist their arm to get them to come. Like they, you know, it's just, um, it's a really it interesting a, situation. Play basketball, or play basketball at work. So they're like, yeah, we'll run suicide, run us to death, whatever I have to do not to push the plow, you know, like, and I'm not trying to be like funny, like, uh, but I'm serious, you know. So anyway, no, well, no, it's I mean, it's, it's a really interesting. I, you know, I've always said it, it's a really interesting dynamic. There, they're six point seven miles apart, Montgomery and Lagodi, and they hate each other. I mean, like they, they literally, if if somebody from Lagodi is driving over to I sixty nine and they saw somebody from Montgomery on the side of the road with a flat tire, I I think they'd probably just go right by him. Like, mm. Montgomery, well, I've, had a, I've had a flat tire on the interstate before. A lot of people do that. <laughs> And I've seen a lot of flat tires in the interstate. Um, so we, we have cell phones in AAA for right. The two don't like each other, and they're and, and they've <laughs> you know, it's just it's funny going up there, and when you talk to to the Barry people, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll go to you know," and then we'll go to he's like, oh, "I don't think Barry's that good," you know. It's great, love it. It's a really good rivalry, and uh, this year you got to add in North Davies because North well, Davies. you got to add them in every year, I think, of late. But we'll, we'll get to them, right? We're both yep. probably going to get to them. So, yep. who's your, so who's your number five? Yeah, at five, I have Barreef. I mean, I think, you know, it's – Okay. It's, it's, I've got – go on. No, go on. Tell me more about – tell me – give me a name besides Hagen now. Yeah, Caden Graber. Shot 48% from three last year. Um, you know, and Hagen shot 40 – I don't know, 42% or something. So, like, between the two of them, like, they return a lot of really good shooting. It will it will be interesting to see how much room they get um, without hope there, obviously. And, you know, without um, Grayson, right? Yeah. Because, um, obviously, those guys – I mean, Nep Nep proved that he could hang at a pretty high level. They really all did. I mean, Hope's legit was legitimate. I mean, he's a Division One player. He's it's going to have a good career at Belmont. He Belmont. started last night for Gonzaga and led them in rebounding. Yeah, well, rebounding translates. I mean, to me, that's one stat that it's cool though. Especially if you rebound on both ends of the floor like he does. You know, a lot of times, um, you know. 
coaches, especially at higher levels, give up offensive rebounds for transition defense. So sometimes you'll see some some things kind of skew away from from now what more than ever. Enormous. Yeah, and that's and that's you know I think Popovich, Greg Popovich, San Antonio Spurs was he's one of the first ones to really hammer that home. I think um, you can do both. I think you can do both, but anyway, another you can. Another- but there's a lot of you know when you got that much when you have that many resources, charting games and and breaking down possessions and and you're you're the mind, the minutia of getting that type of, you know, that type of granular stat keeping where you can break it down to per, you know, per possession. And well, and, I also don't think it makes sense at the NBA level too, because a, they should be better shooters, you know, I mean, right. Well, there's that. And, yeah. That and, then and every night the one or two guys that soak up rebounds. So. And you can't and you can't go to the boards hard every single possession every night for eighty two anyway. So, so, right. so my number five is Lutheran, Indy Indy Lutheran. Yeah, yeah, we're not there yet, but I they're they're on my list. Um, okay, yeah, the Patterson yeah. brothers. Yep, talk uh, about it. And then, well, Cam is better than KJ, um, uh-huh. but they're both good. They're both of good size. They're both are. Cam is. I think Cam's just got a better motor. Like six five, uh, six six, something like that. Yeah, they both are. Yeah, they're they're twins, and Cam's got a little bit better motor. Uh, he's he probably does more stuff off the ball. Now, I just I watched him play Bethesda Christian last year, one of the final games of the year. Uh, very active, and KJ KJ was good. He he makes plays in his areas. Now that doesn't mean he hasn't improved, but and it's not to say he doesn't play hard. It's just Cam really plays hard. Um. Montasi Clay is a kid that, you know, for them, you know, they are going to have to replace a couple, you know, a couple of senior Fabian, mainly one of them. They have to replace a couple of senior guards. Clay could be one uh, kid named Ethan Cutshaw, who I, I, it's just a name. I don't know much about him, mm, but sure. you know, again, not too many teams are going to be able to put out the size that Lutheran does at the one a level. Um, you know, there's no there's no Kurt Hope rolling around um, bulldozing people like he effectively was able to do. Um, but I yeah, I like those guys. And you know, again, guard play will dictate a lot of this. And and you know, I think they've got a chance to they've got a chance to have that. You know, because they returned they returned four kids that got a, that produced probably you know, 70% of their offense, but they lose a lot of leadership in Fabian. Sure. Your fifth was Bar Reeve. Yeah, I had Bar Reeve. And, then, you know, you talk about guard play. Yeah. I mean, the three-point shot is obviously, you know, the most valuable shot in, in basketball, as, as the numbers would tell you. And well, Bar, sure. Reeve, Bar Reeve returns two of the better shooters in 1A, so – Who's your fourth? Yeah, let's go to the region, Gary. Twenty-first century. I've got him third, so I think we're going to have a lot of overlap, obviously here. But, but yeah, they've obviously now they're going to have a full year of Ashton Williamson this year with with DJ Moss and, and Clinton Floyd both putting up huge numbers for them last year. I, I saw them play. Talk about you can get anybody to guard. When I watched them play, they couldn't get anybody to guard. 
Now, Williamson will change that in a minute. He's a really good defensive player. Um, that will be their that will be their deal. They will probably try to turn people over. Um, and then if they don't, it'll be at least based on what I saw last year against Brownsburg, it'll be a struggle. Now, you know, they're not going to play teams like Brownsburg in the state tournament, but they have traditionally been a team that they're kind of feast or famine defensively. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of one of my reservations. Yeah. You know, um, they're young. And so they got to, they got to earn it. They, they've got no. They're not, really young any, they're not young anymore. Well, they're, they're, they're juniors. I'm not, they're not seniors. Right. So, I mean, you know, as far as the numbers and everything are, are, are great. And any that came against uh, the sixty second best strength of schedule in the state. I mean, they they you want to talk they about schedule, a, they schedule up absolutely. Uh, they schedule a four A schedule, and so you know that's it's awesome. Like that's I was disappointed that Charlie Hughes they went completely opposite. Uh, <laughs> and they like won by a hundred like three times. But anyway, um, so to me. You gotta put it all together. Oh, they, they, yeah, they they stayed in the small school stuff, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't like even go watch. Stuff. I didn't even go watch him play. They they must not have played at Carmel. So I I just stayed at Carmel and watched his games there. So, but oh, they've know, got to, they probably yeah. have the most firepower, skilled firepower, hundred percent in 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 the class, hundred percent. And with those three uh, dudes, you know, I mean, like we're talking because a lot of people who listen don't know exactly, but we're talking, you know, Quentin Floyd, that 21 points, 15 rebounds last year as a sophomore, a 6'3 guard. And, you know, people will say, oh, well, he, he you know, he, he really beat up against the, the schools on his schedule. But still put up the numbers. Yeah. So, anyway, they got to bring it all together because, yes, like he's talking about as far as like, the one, the one team that has like a, a, a crazy ceiling, it would, it would be Gary twenty first century. But they got to bring it all together, you know. So, they do De- defensively. They do. No, just everything. No everything. You know, can they all finish the season? Um. Yeah, that's just gotta. You gotta finish. You know, it's 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 a long it's a long season, and and so. But I think you know, to me, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they don't they don't make it down south. So who's well? Okay, well, who's going to get them? I mean, North is pretty. I mean, Couts is not like they lost everybody, right? They so, lost everybody. They lost everybody. Um, I mean, you got to go down. You got to go down to LCC just on your list. I mean, look, yeah. I've I've yeah. got two teams, Triton and Argus, that both. We're in that site said I had 16 teams for 10 spots and it's an arbitrary picking 10 is just as arbitrary as picking 16. Amazing. Um, but, but, you know, 10 is a nice little round number. So I had Argos and Triton both sort of knocking on the door at nine, 10, 11, 12, like I was referring to, um, you know, that's it. I mean, like Fremont has everybody back. North white has a lot of guys back. But Couts, you know, two of the sectional winners, Couts and Caston, so those are the two teams, two of the teams in the regional, 
you know, lost everybody. And Fremont has a lot of guys back, but they were pretty average despite winning a sectional. Um, that's the one bad thing about class basketball is I know this is going to sound really like I'm knocking Fremont, but you, you could get some pretty mediocre teams at all levels, not just one a, but you get some pretty it mediocre is. teams, get to the regionals. I just, it is what it is. Yep. Um, you know, send your Fremont hate mail to my Twitter account if you want, but, um, you know, you have, so in that sectional, I guess Marquette Catholic is, is one a, they're two a, Unless something's changed. They didn't change designation. No, they did. They changed. No, they changed. That's um I was under the impression too that they were two A. It kind of changes things. I didn't know that. Hold on. They're, they're in they're in sectional 49 now, Marquette Catholic. When did that change? It had to just happen. I thought they were two A. Um huh. and Marquette, you know. How about that? Well, shit. Shoot. Sorry. Now I got to blows up the whole that blows up the whole rankings, doesn't it? Um, I mean, I like, Harris, no, I like it. It's a, it's a twist. Everybody learns something, but like Marquette Catholic's really good. So we've got to kind of on the fly. We've got to, got to kind of have to recalibrate our. I mean, I still wouldn't put them. Well, they beat Metropolitan. Yeah, I got them above them. I, I like those incoming juniors they've got. I know they lost Britt Harris. And, that the junior group they have is pretty good, and they're going to have mana for a whole year. Um, oh, I had him. I had him in two A, and I had a number nine. So we'll take him out of number nine at two A. Um, interesting. We wouldn't have known that unless we did this. Well, the hmm, my understanding they weren't changing any of the designations from last year. Maybe the John Harrell, and that's going off John Harrell. That's that's right. And last year they were in 2A. So, so I, need to, I, don't, I need to get some know. clarification, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, they were definitely in 2A last year because they oh, 100 percent, yeah, it is. they lost to the Bowman Academy. Yeah, um, Harris, well, Kobe. So, yeah, Kobe. Yeah, I have to. You know what? I'll ask Kobe's. I'll send. I'll send text to Mike Kobe after we hit this and. Shout out, Mike Kobe. Shout out, Mike Kobe in 94 feet. Um, so my fourth was Bloomfield. My third was 21st Century. So who was your third? My third was Lutheran. Okay. Yeah, I just – uh, good size, good skill. They get a lot of people back. And, you know, they're really, re like, respected. You know, when you talk to the coaches in 1A, they, they mentioned Lutheran. Like, they they really like Lutheran. Yep. Um. I, you know, I don't know how much that plays into it, but no, I think it's no, I think coaches know coaches know what experience, teams in their yeah. schedule. Look, experience is 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 everything. You know, it's it's a big, big, big part of this. So they got a lot of guys back, and like I said, or like you said, you talked about the Patterson brothers. Hey, Lutheran at three. So our top two is the same, maybe not the same order, but the same two teams, right? That's what we're saying. Yep, I get. Uh, yeah, I would assume. Yeah, who do you have number two? North Davies or Tenley? Yeah, number two, I have North Davies. Yeah, me too. And yeah, I mean, 
We got a lot of brother combinations here, right? We got the Pinkstons number one. We got the Wilsons number two. We got the Pattersons in the top five. Come on, we're not done with North Davies. No, I know. Well, no, I'm just saying brother. The no, brother. No, I mean, I mean the, the brother. No, no, no. The, the brother. So North the brother has... motif. Oh, North Davies has more brother pairs, or? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they have they have two sets of brothers, um, and, and it's it's amazing. I mean, if we'd have had cat last, you know, with cats, we would have had what, two sets of twins. Um, yeah. So, hold on a second. Let me look here. But the Pinksons aren't twins. No, they're not. They're hold not. On. But Logan and Lance Wilson for North Davies are twins, and then obviously Jalen Mullen is the 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 straw that stirs that drink. They're they were absolutely fun to watch in June. I enjoyed watching them. Enjoyed watching them play in the Charlie Hughes Invitational. Yeah, you got Logan. Huh? Go ahead. So they were fun to watch in June. They were. I mean, that's that. I guess that's, you know, that's why they're here. Um, What is it? I'm going to say. Because they played up. They played in the big school division, I thought. Yeah, they beat Northrop. They beat, they pounded Northrop with Jalen Jackson. Oh man, why it's it's I'm I'm flipping through here trying to the Wagglers at North Davies. Mm -hmm. I thought they were I thought that family was required to go to Lagoda. (laughs) No Wagglers like Smith and in Davis County. Yeah. So but North Davies, Lance Logan Wilson, Jalen Mullen, all those guys have been varsity kids since their freshman year. Mullen's been a starters since he walked over there, since he transferred over from Ligoti. Yeah, I mean. Did Mullen go there as a freshman or did he go? He went there. He went to North Davies as a freshman, correct? Yeah. Because he was at Ligoti in middle school. Yeah, I mean, I think it was was a situation where his dad was hired at, at North Davies or something. It's the way to do it. Tried really hard to get Jordan Geist's dad hired at Carmel as an elementary school principal or assistant principal. And our school administrators were like, nah, we don't need to worry about, you know, we don't need to throw any extra criteria in there other than just, and Fort Wayne schools were like, yeah, we'll hire you in the, we'll hire you in the, in the district. And then we'll worry about what job you get after the year. So then he goes to Homestead. And of course, beats Carmel in the regional, and um, and then and then of course they go on to win state, beating Jalen Sanford and and the uh, who are those other kids that right well Drew, Drew, Drew Smith and and then the two kids that went Division two the ones at Southern Indiana right now. Uh, yeah, so, and then. Anyway, yeah. So, so we we all kind of declared. I mean, we all. I mean, like me and Zach a little bit too. The the Tenley was going to be the team for the next two years, right? I mean, now North Davies is like, whoa, wait a minute now, because North Davies tough. Do they play anybody that's taller than six two, six three? North Davies, yeah, they know they they they've, their schedule. 
I was just looking the other day. I'm gonna have to pull it up here. But no, they they uh they have zero they size. North Davies? Zero, right? No, they don't no, have no, any no, size. No. They got the brothers, they're the six four. Uh, okay. And then they have another they have another set of twins. I want to say they're twins. I'll have to check on this. I'll talk, I'll talk to Mo and I'll try to get a little. Um but then Tinley, Pinkston's, Jaden and Jeffrey, and then Aaron Humphrey, Alondo Tucker, and then Billy Brown. Yeah, Miami of Ohio just reached out to to Coach Omar on on Billy Brown. He made the most threes of any any player in that class as a freshman. As a freshman, yeah. Last year he was hurt much of the year. Yeah, it was a little little bad. Yeah. And if there's any, if there's any shuffling of the deck as far as like kids that have moved around, we don't know about that yet. I mean, it's, I mean, it's it's sometimes it's tough getting. You know, there might be a kid that slips in there that ends up being able to do something for Tinley that, you know, what couldn't wasn't going to get a whole lot of run somewhere else, and vice versa. Hey, hey, do you have the roster up, the Tinley roster? Not. Not current. Okay. I mean, I can check to see if it's not just a. But uh, just before we get too far, regurgitation of last year. A lot of times, the stuff that's up right now isn't current. It's just a re. It's just like a uh, Pinkston. No, I don't want to turn off my ad blocker. Um. Mondo Hall, Billy Brown, Darion Davis. I mean, he'll have Deion. Well, and Deion, look, Deion Dickerson, another 6'5 kid that yeah, will yes. get some minutes as a sophomore. Um, but he's but he's firmly behind yeah. Humphreys and the Pinkston. I mean, he's firmly behind those guys. But that's what but I mean they're deep, and I guess that's North Davis. They're deep, is really and, they're deep and athletic. No, Davis is not going to go very deep in their bench. I don't think. I mean, I, I wouldn't. Like, those guys play together forever, and they're really good together, and, they can, you know, they're tough. Um, yeah, so listen, uh, North Davies, they have Lagodi. They, they, they open up – they go to Lagodi on Tuesday. Tuesday night they're in Lagodi. So that'll be a really, really good one. Uh, you know. Well, they, they yeah, they all freaking play each other. They play Hammond Central December seventeenth. North Davies does. Yeah. Where's that? I hadn't looked that far ahead yet. Okay, so what? What's I, I believe I haven't talked to Coach Moore, but I believe they're going to uh, uh, the Bossy Shootout on Saturday. They okay. play Winslow North on Saturday. And he just wants to make a trip out of it. So he's coming down and he wanted to play somebody good. Oh, the, oh, uh, they're going to play that game at Northeast uh, or at North Davies. I see what you're saying. Hey, you can throw a rock. Hey. Yeah. You can throw a rock from 69 to North Davies High School. Well, yeah. It's a, it's a good wedge. It's a good wedge, nine iron. If you have a good arm. So they play Matter Die and then they're going to play. No, wait. That's Hammond Central. Hammond Central is going to play at Boston, Modern. Evansville North. Yeah. And then the night before they're going to play North Davies at 
Yeah, two two tough games, really. It'll be two, you know, uh, because in fact, uh, yeah, North lost by thirteen to to Hammond. They played that game last year. The same, they ran it, but they're just running it back. But North Davies has got Blackhawk at the. We got, uh, Janu- we got some January first action here. Hold on a second now. Single day shootout, January first. What do we got going on up at Hammond? At Hammond Civic Center. We're going to have Detroit versus Gary First, 21st Century Tech versus Hammond Central, Chicago Lincoln Park versus Hammond Knoll, Calumet versus Bowman Academy, Cathedral versus La Lou. That's not a bad day. No. There's got to be a girls game in between there because there's a 6 p.m. game and a 9 p.m. game. Maybe they're kicking everybody out. Could be and recharging people, separate ticket. I don't know. Interesting. Well, let's do this. They got Linton, Ooh. they got Bar Reeve, they have Bloomfield, they have Edinburgh, they have Sullivan. Yeah, I mean, so Evansville Christian, uh, who's going to be pretty good. They play yeah. Washington, they play day school. Yeah, they, so they, they have a uh, – that's going to be – that's going to be at least a 3A schedule. So, real, real quick, other teams that I had – sort of marked, but then didn't rank Argos, Triton, Tri-Central. Those were the, the first three. And then other teams that I had noted as well, Lockett's Catholic, Morgan Township, Southwood, Fremont we talked about, Blue River Valley. Oh, Jackson Dell. I forgot Jackson Dell. And then Evansville Day, and then Lanesville Borden. All those teams have a D, Bethesda Christian. So those are all some of the teams we're looking at. And then the Randolph Southern situation. Do we know much? That's a team that, I mean, I've asked, look, there's a lot of guys in that area, coaches that, um, are like upset because Randolph Southern is just basically what pulling kids in from like Puerto Rico or I forget where they said they were from Dominican Republic or, um, and they're just living with their coach. I mean, it's not like it's, I don't know, like is Randolph Southern. We don't, we probably don't know much about their academic structure. If they have like an international program there, but it's a, it's one of the coaches that it's in the middle of the country. Well, because well, like Kokomo has an international school component to their school, and that's where they've got Flory uh, Badunga, who, by the way, is really damn good. He's six nine. He's listed six ten. He's probably closer to six nine, but he's a freakishly athletic. He's he's getting more skilled every time I see him. Um. Look, uh, I don't and, have a lot. I don't have a lot of sympathy for that, though. I mean, to me, like you mean about the ones that are complaining? Yeah, it's like, uh, look, go to Indianapolis. You want to see? You, you you think pulling in some kid from the Dominican Republic is going to help you? You should see what they're doing in Indianapolis. Um, when I was growing up in Evansville, I mean, like Gene Ballard, like oh, they they would have like knockdown dragouts for people, like. It, who can't like build a better, build a better machine. 
Like well, Gojira are, program. Well, the, we're, you know, the, not saying, I'm just saying, like, this is my, my thing. It's harder to, it's harder to make a dent in Indy or even Evansville than it is in East Central Indiana. Unless, you know, unless we're talking, especially at the 1A level, the 2A level. And I'm not trying uh, to offend anybody, and I don't think you should be doing that. But at the same time, like. Somebody, somebody the one quote was, I'm not going to say the name. The one quote was, um, for all they know, they could be the next Ivan Rinko and Neon Badeau. Or Bodu or Bodo, the, the character from Blue Chips that Shaq played. And. Well, I'll Ivan tell you Rinko. something. There's, if you don't know who Ivan Rinko is. Look, if you don't know, who, if you're a listener to this podcast, you don't know what what I mean by Ivan Rinko. Look that up. Listen, uh, you know, if they're pulling in stuff. ringers from from like international ringers into Randolph Southern, all right, yeah. they're, they're in the yeah. wrong place. Like they like they're not going to be there. Well, like, well, that could be. Yeah, that that's part of that. I mean, the the, the factor there mm-hmm. is that was it Tony Cole is his name who's somehow involved in this and he used to run new creations prep school, which failed flop. And a lot of it is obviously finances and things like that, that it's hard to run a post well, I mean, prep school. Randolph now Southern public school. Now they're, now they're Indiana elite prep and, and, and now all of a sudden, but now suddenly a couple of these kids end up at Randall. So I'll be honest, I've tried to reach out to people and to get information. And I, and I realize I have not reached out to the name I just named. Um, I mean, I've tried to get information from people in the area and nobody either, they're either disgusted by it and don't want to talk about it. Like they're afraid I'll out them or something, but um, you know, at the same time, um, I just know those, kid, those kids are there. You know, all play out. I mean, if they're if they have a great year and they've got like uh, you know three high major players that ran off like well, they, I don't know if they're high major. They played in the fall league, and I don't remember them. Okay, um, there we go. Then that's all you need to know. Like, it's not cool, but like if it was that easy to do, it would have been done before, right? There's a million shysters out there that have tried everything. Right. Like, if you can pull in some kid from the dr. Well, I mean, if we're, we're talking about baseball in Florida, then okay. But, like, Dominican Republic basketball players to Randolph Southern, like, it's a public, it's a public school. So, I mean, there's people – there's a, there's a principal, there's an athletic director, there's a school board, there's a superintendent, presumably that – A lot of schools like that don't care, though, because they get they, – they obviously get paid for the number of students they have, and they'll, they'll, they'll take what they can get, I mean, as far as students go. But – and that's not their fault. That's the state's fault for, for setting up a system like that. That the money doesn't really have much to do with the community. It has more to do with butts and seats and things like that. It's almost like you're taking tickets to, you know, to a movie or something. But hey, let, let's do let's do this. Let's let's wrap this up so I can get a stop the recording and 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 then do the two a one real quick and then um, um, that way I can get a good timestamp on this. Yeah, real quick uh, before I let you know we bounce out of here. I had a couple teams. We're not, we're not done. Done. We're just done with the one A part. No, 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 go no. ahead. We're not done with the one A part. That's what my point is. So, Bethany Christian. Yep. I like oh, Bethany. Bethany. Okay. Yeah, I like Bethany. Um, and who else? Evansville Christian. Yeah. Josiah Dunham. He's got an Evansville. Are they in the, are they in the, tur- are they in the tournament this year? Or not. 
They're not. Okay. In fact, I don't know if they're. They may have one more year. Let's see. I want to say one more year after this. I think it's. I think it's going to be Josiah's junior year. I think that that they would be eligible the first time. Um. But yeah, Bethany Christian. You know, you got Willems, Beck Willems, who I really like. Tyson Chup was a sophomore. It's a pretty good one-two. You got a pretty good one-two there. Yeah. You know, so that was what uh, you know. Day school. Tyler Myers is a kid worth worth mentioning. You know, just because he can score at such a high level. Um, and I'm not trying to knock anybody, but like I just wish they would play a a better schedule because it's so hard to be able to to you know evaluate Tyler to you know, and it, and it really goes against him. You know, it, it really hurts him. Yeah. Because I, I think he's got the talent, but it's just it's, it doesn't come out with that schedule. But those are the, the teams. Um, the other teams you thought, yeah, you looked at. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. All right. All right. Let's end this, and then we'll take a – well, for what you and me will be like a two-second break, and then we'll we'll get going again here. Hold on a second. I'll hit stop. All right, now moving on to 2A. Uh, Nick, who you got? Who's your number ten team? I, I, I got kind of the same thing. We got I got I think sixteen teams trying to fit in the ten spots, um, and and then a bunch of other teams that I thought you know that that I liked. But um, you know, again, we're going we're, we're going with ten. So who who's your number ten team? Yeah, it'll probably surprise some people, um, but I like South Knox. Yeah, that, I mean that's I I looked at them and I and again I I think the the lower the list we go, the lower the list is, and longer the list is, the more that as that group gets thinner, we we sort of what inject our own little subjectivity to it, right? The guys we know, the players we know, because my tenth team is is Peak and Eastern, yep, and. You know, that's a team that I've seen quite a bit. And then they've, you know, they they darn near won their sectional last year. And, and you know, they got their primary guys are back. And they've got unique size. They've got scoring. But what what what, what about South Knox? Give us some names of South Knox. What, what should we look for when we watch them play? And that's, I guess, the, like the most uh, refreshing thing about South Knox is, is you actually have to look up the names. Like there's not, it's, they're not household names. Like, and I mean, that in the most sincere, uh, best compliment possible because I love team basketball. I love a group that doesn't have maybe the talent, like top end talent that some other schools, but every year they, they still generate uh, just as much respect as, as, you know. So, and South Knox is one of those schools. Right. Mark Aurora was there for a long time, six years, and then he moved on to Southridge, and now he's at Gibson Southern. But, you know, his assistant, David Burkett, took over, and, and, and Coach does a great job. They, they just really they are tough, and they, they defend the heck out of you, and they know what they are. They know who they are. They don't try to be something they're not. And, um, yeah, so, you know, South Knox is, is – you could go in a lot of different directions there. You know, I, I looked at Northeastern a little bit, but you know, they lost a lot, they lost some guard play. And so, you know, I'm just not sold there on, 
you know, with Northeastern, um, what was another name there in 2A that I was kind no, of – Well, Eastern, yeah, Eastern was one I'm talking about now with Cade Jones, their, their leading scorer back from last year. He's a kid that really wow. stepped up for him last year. And then they've got a little bit of a unique size factor for them in Jake Cherry, 6'10 kid that averaged double-double last year, pretty close to double-double. Uh, and excellent, excellent defender. He can defend – I mean, all over the floor. And not like you're going to match him up on somebody else's point guard, but you're going to be able to – he gets caught on a switch or or he's going to be able to hedge or blitz ball screen. He's going to be able to do a lot of things for them defensively. And and then they started a freshman point guard last year that really, you know, probably didn't, didn't pass the airport test, but then just a solid, scrappy kid in Caden Temple and kind of a really good shooter too. So look for him to put up more numbers this year and – I think the one thing you talk about team basketball, the one thing that they're going to have to really make up for is the kids they've got, their glue guys, the guys that guarded people last year that that they could put on defend other teams' best players and make things difficult for them. And you know they they got down to the sectional final game and and almost got over the hump on Paoli and and surprised a couple of people by maybe surprising me even because I you know just disclosure I coached Jake Cherry in the summer and he was blowing me crap about. Oh, you don't have faith in us and all this stuff. And but they were, you know, they they really battled and and they were they were effective last year. And they and um, you know, I look for them to have a, a really big year. They're they're really confident and upbeat about this upcoming season. So what yeah. um and I think you know uh there was South Knox and they're just in a really tough sectional. They got Linton, um so it's tough. They, you know, they don't, they don't get out a lot. So they don't, they don't get, you know, just I mean, here, people don't know as much about. Here was Eastern second sectional scores last year. They won 35, 33. They beat a good Perry central team. Perry central was 16 and seven last year, heading into the tournament. They beat tell city 32 to 30. So they won both games in their thirties by two points. And then they lose the Paoli with, with, you know, Brett Bosley. Paoli was 16 and six last year and they, they lost to him by one in the sectional final and had a shot at the end and just couldn't get it to go. But um, yeah, well, I looked at South, I looked at South Knox and you're right. They don't have a lot of names uh, that are familiar, but you know, that's, you know, that's still a part of the, it's still a group of kids, you know, a little bit about. Yeah. I mean, like, so if you look at, at, at what they d- were able to do last year, um, you know, at the end of the year, they held Linton when they lost in the sectional, they held Linton to 50 points. That was a pretty decent Lincoln Hale, Joey Hart. Yeah. Um, 44, 34 in the section sectional earlier. Uh, they beat Wrights. They lost by 19 to Bar Reeve, which is that's would seem like a pretty good uh Ligotti got him by 20. Eastern Green got him by one. Bloomfield got him by four. So, I mean, you know, they were, they were competitive even, even last year. Um, yeah, they were close. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of. Who was your ninth? They had bossy beat too. That's I'm not going to bring up. I don't want to hurt Bulldog fans, but all right. Nine. <laughs> they had bossy beat at bossy. But anyway, we'll talk about that another time. Uh, right. At nine, another, another little. Uh, I got Carol Flora. Yeah. I like them. 21 and four last year. 
and they got two really good players back. And if you had Chris, uh, Chris Huerta, uh, you know, they got three, three good, he's a sophomore. They got three really good players, but I like Owen Duff. Yep. Skinner. Jake Skinner. And then, and then you had in uh, Huerta, that's like 32, 33, 34 points back just in those three. So, you know, they got it roll. And my nine is, again, goes to what we said, what I said earlier about as we get lower down the list, or I know we're moving up the list, but as our list gets a little lower, we, our picks are a little bit more subjective. And, and you know, mine's Eastern Hancock at number nine. And a lot of that is, Good is one. yeah, the strength of their guard play is, Sil- you know, the Spalding brothers, Jacob and Silas, and, uh, and then Landon O'Neill. You know, they, they're going to have – Edric Miller is a good a good forward for them that will probably make some good athletic plays and play a good role for them defensively. And then they've got a couple of six four kids that will probably step in the bigger roles this year and, and give them some length that they probably didn't have – that they didn't have last year. And, you know, I think the those kids – a lot of those guys play together all summer as well, especially Miller and, and the, the Spalding brothers. And they're, you know, they're, they run a good motion offense. They can, they look to score quick. They can also possess the ball if they need to. And, and I, I've just enjoyed watching them play the last, the last year or so, especially uh, one game last season. And then I watched them quite a bit in the summer and in the fall. So, um, yeah, Carol's, no, Flora's, Carol Flora's good. I mean, they were one of the 16 teams that I had that I was looking at for this, for this exercise that we're doing here. And, and, uh, you know, Duff and Skinner are both at that level skilled size. I mean, they both bring a lot of length. They're both about six, three, six, four. And that's, and that's a hard matchup, you know, and, and that's going to be a lot of, that's going to be difficult for a lot of teams to contend with, because I think, especially as strong as Duff is, and as long as Skinner is, you know, they're going to be able to do some things that, um, are difficult to guard that aren't just traditional, you know, they're, they're not, they're at the two A level, they're multi-dimensional players. And, and I, I fully expect them to uh, be used as such. So who, who, I'm curious, I'll be curious when we start getting some over, we had a lot of overlap in one A so far, no overlap in two A, What what, where are you at number eight? I think that's kind of just a little bit of a testament to how these how these teams of these classes shake out. I mean, there, there's some really good teams at the top and then there's a bunch of people battling. Yeah. Uh, and I think at number eight, uh, I like this team to battle as, as much as anybody out of that spot. Wapahani. Yep. That's who my number eight is. Look, we obviously, you know, are fans of, of Aiden Frank. Shooters. Hey, yeah. Franks and, and Isaac Andrews. Yeah. 300, those two, 313 attempts last year, they shot 39% together. So yeah. if they can get in the forties, um, that's a, that's just. Well, we've, we've also attempts. got, we've also got to consider that, that Matt Luce can just coach. He just does a good job, you know, and, yep. and, you know, you look at him last year, you know, just the emergence. It's funny. I was looking up some stuff and just to get some pieces. You know, uh, Aiden Franks was listed at 5'7 last year as far as like pre, like a preseason thing that I read. And he's just – he's not 5'7 anymore. He's, he's getting closer to 6'2 now. Uh, and he's thin. He's still thin. He's, so he's got to start putting on some weight at some point. 
but the, the kid can really stroke it. And, and Andrews had a big freshman year. Those two kids, what, averaged 33, 34 points a game together last year. Yeah. And, you know, they're going to be together for two years. I mean, Wapahani is going to be one of the best two A teams in the state for two years. So, um, yeah. So, like, like what level, you know, when you're talking about Aiden Franks, what, what, where do you see him right now? Well, you know, you look at, I think he's still got a little bit of growing to do. And, you know, his dad was a really good high school player at Twin Lakes back in the day. So he's, he's got that in his bloodline. His, you know, I've gotten to know his family a little bit. I mean, just, just it's a kid that plays in the fall league. His, his, his mom's not short. So that's definitely going to be a bonus for him. I think he's got, if he can get a couple more inches in him, you know, he's six, three, six, four ish. The way he shoots it, kind of like AJ locks up at Crown Point. You got to start thinking he's going to have the requisite length to play at the Division One level, uh, as well as he shoots it. And he's got a quick release. Uh, he elevates into it. I think Lux, if you just compare bodies, probably elevates a little higher into his shot. But no, I, I think if I'm low D one, if I'm de- if I'm a Division Two guy, I definitely take a look at him. And, and that could also be a kid that. Strength-wise, if he ends up in the Crossroads League, this is the conversation Zach and I have every week about kids. If he ends up in the cross league, Crossroads League, he, I mean, he would go in there and, and maybe not even start as competitive as that league is. But I also could see him playing at a low D1 and being a redshirt candidate and, and put on weight and then come in and just be one of the best shooters in that conference, whatever conference that is. So, but who's number seven for you? So I, I could go uh, a couple different ways. I mean, you know, it's, it's hard not to say Park Tudor. Okay. Um, but I am. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Cloverdale. Okay, Cloverdale. So Cloverdale is seven for you. Yeah. Um, I've got Blackhawk Christian, number seven, okay. and that'll be yeah, the. I mean, it's obviously Cloverdale with with Thomas, and his younger brother's pretty good too. Yeah, I mean, and I can ne- it can never not root for Patrick Brady. I mean, for those who don't know, Patrick and I coached together for a couple summers, and and I, I cherish the I cherish the, the the fact that his dad was involved and and helped, you know, help just and that, nothing else just hung around. I was sure it's, it's not it's not bad when the two guys that I. The, the two guys that I identify with as far as like, or two of the guys that I identify with as far as coaching and, and helping me get going. One is Pat Rady senior. And then the other one is Marty Eckelbarger. So, um, you know, those are two, two pretty good dudes o- outside of guys like Jimmy Howell, Mount Vernon. And then of course, coach Hetty at Carmel, uh, the Bob Hetty, um, you know, those are the guys that when I started out were helping me, um, you know, making sure I had contacts, making sure I had gyms. And, um, but yeah, then when we, we got Armand Bassett for three summers, it was like Pat just sort of hung out with us. It's not bad having 700 wins, you know, rolling in at practice every week and just watch, but, uh, but so yeah, Clover rooting for Cloverdale is an easy thing for me to do. 
Well, I mean, and, it's I, just, and I like Thomas a lot. Yeah, he's just he's he's can take over games at that level at two A. You know, and last, and last week, last week we talked about Mr. Basketball, and Zach kind of threw his name at the end, and I kind of dismissed it. And mm. I mean, look, he's he's going to be really good. He's you know he's going to be an All Star candidate. Um, I just from a voting standpoint, I didn't know that he would be a contender as far as how well, that process works. But, but yeah, I'm not mad at Zach for that, but he won't. He, he's new. In a lot, a lot of the same way, um, who was the kid that just came from Cloverdale? Nobody. Uh, <laughs> Justin Moore. or Yeah, Jaden Jaden Moore. Jalen Moore. Jalen Moore. Mm, Jalen, yeah. And still, like Coach Rady said, like Kyle Thomas is Jalen uh, Moore's situation all over again. This is, he went to Vincennes and ends up at um, Oakland. Yeah, and he's really, really good. So. Well, there, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot to like and for the year the and, and 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 some things not to love, but there's definitely some things to like. There's a lot of I'll turnovers. Likes, there's a lot. There's a lot of turnovers mixed in with that. But I'll tell you who likes Kyle Thomas, and that's that's Air Force. Yeah, yeah, he could. I mean, he definitely could. Uh, he definitely could play his way into a situation like that as hard as he works and. You know, from there, it's just about consistency of shooting. And if he can nail that down. Um, they like him as a point guard, you know. They like that size and athleticism and shooting. He's uh, a good little – really good vision, really good court vision. I just haven't seen enough to say that he can – you know, but he could definitely play the point for for stretches. His dad, his dad was a hell of a player. Really? Yeah, Speedway and in Indiana State. Yeah. So, yeah, heck of a player. Apple didn't fall too far from the tree. I really like that kid. No, yeah, no. You know the the Blackhawk thing. I've got them number seven. You know, and they look they they look they lose everybody, right? Um, Most but I still think, yeah. yeah, but I you know they look they're going to have first younger brother who's six five six six. They're going to have they're going to have Sefton Gage Sefton who's who's already started to get some NAI offers. Um, you know, Luke they've got some, Luke Lagrange. I mean, they've. Look, they're going to be able to be a legitimate. I mean, they're they, that would be a good sized front court for a four A school. Copy, you know, and and look, they're going to have to step up. It's not to say they're going to have to really, obviously, they're going to be in. You know, the, they're going to be under the microscope. You know, they're going to have they're going to take teams' best shots because they're still basically a one A school that's playing up because of the success factor the ITC has. And they're going to take everybody's best shot, and they're not going to have Caleb to go to. Um, you know, and as good as those other guys were, especially you know Zane Burke, they fed off of Caleb, they fed off of his gravity, and they're not going to have that. So those guys are going to have to be obviously they'll run a different you know different style play. Um, they're you know they're going to have to find ways for them to be successful and not just feed off of all the attention that Caleb gets. So. But hey, I still think, athletically speaking and size wise, they've they've got they've got a lot of nice. They check a lot of boxes. And they're Blackhawk. I mean, it, it is just it just means something by now. I mean, there's just a yeah. like the just. Well, that's first, what you're doing. You're I mean, first was good. Yeah, first was good enough that. I mean, for four years they were one of the best teams in state, and then they've 
they followed a group of guys that graduated in 2015 that were kind of knocking on the door that would pretty much win sectional. And then, you know, they would get beaten in regional, but yeah, right. so they've, they've been good. And, you know, they were good in 2004, 2005, um, you know, lapel. So I got Blackhawk at six. There you go. Voila. And I've uh, got Park Tudor at six. Yeah. I mean, I was so, I, I just, I know Bryce Petty. Yeah. Um, I just don't know who else is going to help Jermaine Coleman. I mean, you know, I just, well, I'm Jordan, not... Jordan Bowles, I think it's going to be wonderful. I, I love how hard he plays. Tell me about, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not familiar with Jordan. Well, it's Kobe's older brother and mm-hmm. he's, he's just a tough kid. He's a really good defender. He's, he's got good leadership qualities. Um, he can shoot a little bit probably going to shoot it better than what I'm giving him credit for right now, but I think he has to have space to get it off, but, but he is unselfish. He gets the paint, um, you know, and, and, you know, and they'll have some other guys that, you know, they got a couple of decent freshmen that have a chance to get some playing time, at least get some minutes. Um, although I, there's also a good chance that they, he, he'll keep some of their better freshmen together. Um, and then they've got, you know, guys like Thomas Ruffin who, good athlete and when he's engaged can be really, really effective defensively, really effective on the glass. Um, they, they do have a couple of kids that may not come, that may not have come out this year that I just don't know yet that because they're focusing on their sports. Uh, so if that's the case, they might lose a six, five kid over it. But, but those dudes are, um, I mean, Jermaine Coleman is, you know, he's, he's not Caleb first, but he's unique in this class, you know, he's not what Caleb first was going to be. Um, but he's six, seven, and can do a lot of different things in the court. And, you know, he's, um, you know, he just continues to get better. And that's, that's just a tough matchup. Especially if he decides that he wants to, to get some post-up touches, he's going to have a chance to be a pretty irresistible force at the two A level. So. I doubt Jermaine wants too many post touches though. Well, no, that's true, but but at the same time, why not? You know, there's there's got to be. Look, I'm not one that thinks just because a big kid, just because a kid is tall or big or whatever, however you want to call it, that he has to play inside. But but I don't see why there can't be times where he can't take advantage of. I mean, he's six seven. He's what? What what are we predicting his wingspans? Six around seven feet. Six. No, he's plus five. Well, that's seven feet. (laughs) Yep. That's seven so feet, one, of the, so. one of the better shooters. I mean, like, you don't always have to go inside. You take advantage, you know, take advantage of the mismatch. They're going to guard you with some. Uh, we, we continue to have a little bit of some recording issues, but hopefully we're getting this thing sticks together pretty well. So, yeah, I think so. Park Tudor. So we're right flip flopping between Park Tudor and Blackhawk at, at six and seven, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I could have I could have went with with Park Tudor. Um, yeah. You know, it was an educational selection there, Jim, because, you know, I just don't know enough about them, you know, outside of really well, they're gonna, Yeah, they'll have to have guys step up. I mean, you know, they, they lost some guard play, but, you know, the, I think they may mesh a little bit better this year, too. So, uh, but they, they play a difficult schedule, too. So they could be one of those teams where, again, their, their record isn't indicative of, of what type of success they can have in March. So, right. And your sixteen was Blackhawks. So who who would you have at number five? I think this is definitely a name. 
we definitely don't have the same team because you've already listed, you've already said my number five isn't in your top 10. So who's your fifth? South Spencer. Still. The Rebels, yes. Oh, yeah. Rebels. I mean, my, my number five is Northeastern. Okay. With, with Lumpkin yeah, and Raven Faust. And, and, you know, Faust for me is a matchup problem at 6'8". And, and, and again, like, a little bit different than Coleman. He, he definitely is a kid. It's, he's more of an interior player who can shoot. Yep. You know, it'd be nice if he can be a force inside offensively. That's something that a lot of these teams don't have. Certainly our top four is the same, but South Spencer tell go on South Spencer. You, so you're telling me they didn't graduate everybody. No, uh, actually, I mean, there's, there's just a lot of talent there. So two names and, and, and Holden Compton, Compton yeah. was there last year. Right. Six, six. Uh, and, you know, he was more of a, uh, a power forward, you know, kind of an interior post player. Um, he's got a twin, Hugh, uh, Huey Compton. I want to say he's six, four-ish. He's not as big. And I don't think he wants to play college basketball. But, but Holden uh, has just went maniac on, you know, he wants to be a wing. He wants to play college basketball on the wing. And so um, he played with an AAU team. I'm trying to think who it was, maybe D1 Indiana, who let him play out in the wing this summer. He had a really good summer. And his athleticism, Jim, has exploded. Like I posted a video the other night. Like He jumped over Luciano Perry, who's 6'4", 6'4", sophomore. He jumped over him at their little – scrimmage deal um and I, so i posted the video or whatever and it's just to see how far he's come in a year and i know matt Britton, who's you know really really smart he played at uindy uh for royce waltman and then when waltman went to indiana state he took off to eastern illinois um so he's seen you know talent from on, on a lot of levels has a pretty good feel for this. And, you know, he said for two years, he's like, Holden Compton's a college player, Nick. He's like, he's, he's going to be really good. And yeah. we're seeing it. So he, he's, he's kind of the first name you kind of throw out there, but you know, there was a kid that, that I got my eyes open to this summer. He played with me, Cale Donahoe. Yeah. Uh, Michael, Michael's little brother. I call him little, but Jim, like he, he's a shooter. And we, you know how we like our shooters, but when he gets hot, like I'm taking like eight threes in a row, like bang, bang, bang. He had 43 at uh, one of the team camps this summer. I can't remember, you know, a pretty good one, whatever. He had 43 and he's one of those players that's really quirky, but just like has a feel like just makes like, for example, he scores at the end of the half. They throw the ball into the kid. He rips the kid as the kid runs by. He rips him, grabs the ball, and hits a little floater at the buzzer. Like, he just has a – he's going to be a really good player, Cale Dono, and colleges are – they're going to know about him here soon. So, uh, you know, his brother's at Hanover, and I think he's going to be better. I really yeah. do skill wise. So, you know, that's that's really – with those two, you, you've got – um, I knew of Compton. I didn't know the other kid you mentioned. I yeah, really, Kale. Kale's really don't have like, much intel on him. 
here's the thing. Matt, Matt was like, he reached out to me. I was like, Hey, uh, you got this AAU team, you know, you should look at that Kale Dono. He's pretty, he's really good. He's, he's like, I'm, I'm contacting the crossroads league about it. And I'm like, right. typical coach, right. Typical coach overselling their kit, you know, nah, I'm not, I'm not giving coach Britton, you know, because I, he's got a lot of respect in my book, but I'm just saying like, uh, I get it coach. You know, you think, you think he, and then I got around him this summer and I'm like, I'm texting coach. And I'm like, coach, you, you're absolutely right. This kid is incredible. Like how's no, and he, he just was, you know, stuck behind a really good senior class last year. And in fact, his brother got broke his wrist and was out. I want to say against Floyd central. And he had 20, uh, you know, kind of stepping in. I think it was Floyd central. Yeah. So, you know, anyway, that's, that's South Spencer Landon Wells, the junior. That's, that's pretty good. And then, you know, they got Luciano Perry, 6'4". His dad was a really good player, uh, Kenny Perry. Yeah. Uh, His dad was decent. He didn't seem to have the size dad, dad, you know, has. But, like, their sophomore class – or their freshman class is really good. It's just really – they're going to be good for a while. But South Spencer, you know, that's – when you talk to coaches, they're going to be a a load – you know, in, in Holden Compton. That's you know, the I name. You, well, yeah. yeah Indy, Indy Kendrick's talked about him for a couple of years, and it just seems like he's, you know, like you said, they've, they've been deep. I mean, they've been talented, and obviously Garrett moving up here last year was just one more player for them. You know, that's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of, you know, you could be the, He'd be really good and still be the fifth option on that team last year. So, which underscores how impressive Colson Montgomery is just in general, because obviously Southridge proved that when you have the best player in the sectional, you can, you know, or, or in any tournament, you can do a lot of damage. So, Colson Montgomery is just impressive. Let's, yeah. What, okay. So, I'm guessing our top four maybe is similar, but maybe not. I don't know. Who's your, who do you have at four? Oh, there's four. There's to me. There's four clear choices. I mean, I would put I would put a thousand dollars that we have the same four. All right, I'll be curious. Maybe not a thousand, but go ahead. Who's your number four? At, at four, I got Park Heritage. All right, they're my number three. Could I? My, you know, yeah, my number four is Heritage Christian. Okay. Okay, they're my number two. All right, that's good. Okay. All right. So. Park Heritage, obviously, they're in the state finals. They got beat. By Black You're going to pay me this $1,000, too. Right, right. Huh? You're going to pay the, me that $1,000 that you owe me. To, to right, I, didn't, I didn't take a bet. No, I didn't, I didn't take it. I just agreed with you that, that we probably do. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, Kristen Johnson is extremely talented. They got a move in from Terre Haute South or Terre Haute North. Um, his last name is going to escape me now. Nas. Um, what's Nas's last name? Nice little, nice athletic 6'3 kid. Um, probably will be more of a slasher for, for Park Heritage. Yeah, um, sure. I mean, I mean, that's your number four. My number four, like I said, was Heritage Christian with obviously Miles Colvin, who's already committed to Purdue. You know, fantastic talent. And, um, you know, they just – this has got to be one of those years where they, they start putting things together there, right? I mean, they, they return everybody. Last year, they had a new coach. Um, they didn't win a lot of. They didn't win a lot more games. They they they're still sort of treading water there. 
And I, I think, you know, they've got some decent guys returning. John McLemore will be a guy that, that um, you know, there'll be a guy, John McLemore, Mason Kay. Those are two kids that, you know, saw a lot of varsity time last year. Hey, and, uh, um, you know, and then the guy named Andrew Wiggins, who, again, if he, depending on how much time he put into baseball or basketball, he's a big-time baseball player, you know, he could be a talent, too, for them. I'll just, I'll just keep it real with you for a second. It's all, all – how this team goes is how Miles Colvin goes. Well, right? true. So, well, true. And, you know, look – I've got Miles. Miles is number my number one prospect in 2023. I, I, I've dropped Booker um, to three actually. Yeah. But Miles Colvin's number one, and, and so that's what I think about him. But you know the knock, the, the thing that people, it's a lot like Christian Lander. He's well, got to win. So it is. Right? Got to win. Got to win. Do well, want, I, does he want to win more? This is what people say. Does he want to win more, or does he want the numbers? Does he want the and when, they you know, play, the and when he went against Hart, the top 100, I mean, Joey destroyed him. That's that's the one thing. So they need uh, to play. And I've talked to I've talked to Linton about this. Like that would be that would be a great game. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Linton's not anybody. They're they're playing Park Heritage to start the year. Well, maybe not we'll the Park year, but they're playing on Saturday. They're no, playing Chris. Yeah. They're playing Christmas Addicts. Um, oh, at some they've point, got a, they've got a re- yeah. No, no, we'll get to them in a second. So yeah, you got so, so you've got Heritage Christian number two, mm-hmm. Park Heritage four. So you got Linton three, Central Noble at three. Oh, you got Central Noble. I got Central Noble at one. Okay. Yeah. No, I've got Linton at one. Okay. There we go. Well, I I was a flip. I was a coin flip for me, and I went with the seniors versus the juniors. Is kind of where I went with that. Um, that's, I mean, I love, I love Connor. Love Connor, right? Yeah. Uh, he's got to, he's got to take better shots because when he takes, when he takes good shots, he's a great shooter. And when he's out there, just you know, creating, he can, he can do it. But I mean, I think his shooting numbers this summer were down, you know, in the mid thirties. And he's a mid forties shooter. I mean, that kid. Well, sure. I mean, but I mean, you look at you, know, you look at caliber of opponent. And, that has know, nothing things. to do with why they're why they're at, at three. I mean, you know, Adam won for a little bit. I mean, obviously, um, I mean, Connor's one of my, one of the my most enjoyable players to watch. Right. I mean, if I'm yeah. going to go, if I'm going to buy a ticket to watch a, a player play. You know, you got Braden Smith is is a kid that I just have loved to watch, but but Connor's electric, man. And so well, yeah. got, and Logan Guard. I mean, they've got they've got a lot of size to go with them too. I mean, Logan Guard is is gonna be is really good and and you know that's it it's a you know, they're in they're still they gotta get by, you know, we don't have neither one of us said East Side. I think East Side pretty much returns everybody. Yeah, Coach that's, Bentley's first year. That sectional last year was loaded. And no, in Fort, Fort Wayne, the coaches in Fort Wayne have mentioned East Side. You know, they're like, "Hey, man, East Side's yeah. going, they're going to be all right." And I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, Coach Bentley, uh, his first year, I believe, I think he just left. Yeah, 
where'd he come from where'd he go um but anyway i i just look at all the i just look at all the the seniors they got coming back it was with yoder and guard and and i mean i mean there's there's size there's guys who can shoot there's passing there's i mean there's there's a lot of ways for them to alleviate pressure. They've got a couple of good sophomores that will jump up and play. Uh, I'm, that will that will jump up, or they're juniors now that will jump on and play. I think they'll be deeper than they were last year. Um, but that that was the only for me the difference between Central Novo and Linton um, it was just it was seniors versus underclassmen. And that was, you know, that was that was definitely. Oh. That was definitely the, the final straw for me as far as choosing between those two teams. So, you know, with Linton, you know, obviously Joey Hart gets the, the headlines. And yeah, two, two guys that don't get mentioned nearly enough, right? And we, we obviously we both have an appreciation for, for Braden Walters, who's a sophomore, 6'5". Yep. Fantastic um, defender. Unbelievable defender. Like he's, he, can, he, can, he can be a – he can initiate offense too. He could bring the ball up. Uh, Look, Johnny Dawkins came in on his birthday to watch Joey uh, Central right. Florida's offered them. Right. So he comes right. in. So I went up there to, to that workout. I wanted to meet Johnny Dawkins, man. I grew up watching, you know, got to shake Johnny's hand on his birthday. Tell him happy birthday, coach. Um, so during that workout, like Braden, his athleticism is just crazy. Like mm-hmm. if, I'm, if I'm Butler, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I am like, Big ceiling. Well, he's got to show some. He's got to show some offensive initiative. I think, um, I think he will. So, so you know, he's really, really good. He's one of the top junior, top sophomores. Um, in my in my estimation, one of the yep. top. One of the um, so you already have Joey Hart, who's got eight Division One offers. Got a you know some. So you're talking about a, a high level shooter with size, athleticism, and you got Braden Walters you know, really kind of alleviates the need for, for Joey Hart to play, you know, the best offensive player for the other team. He doesn't have to, you know, brain's going to lock him down. Logan Webb is a June, uh, another junior. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I love him. Like he's crafty. He's the, the way he plays is how talk about post-ups when, when the matchup calls for it. That's, that's how I think that, that Jermaine Coleman could play for Park Tudor and, and, and not absolutely change the type of player he is in terms of what he's what he's going to be really good at in college i think it's just one of those deals where you take advantage of the matchup and that's what logan webb's able to do you can't you can't put an you can't put somebody the same size on of him or or smaller on him you've got to be you've got to put somebody that's bigger that can handle his mobility and and he shoots it well enough that you've got to guard him out there uh that's that's the you know you pick your poison that's the one where you're going to you're gonna you're gonna close out short on Logan, but now he's he's gonna hit it more consistently than what he what he has in the past. Um, but still, that's probably your best play because he's gonna get in the paint, he's gonna drive, he's gonna get you get you off balance, he's gonna get into your body, and then he's gonna probably steal some extra points at the free throw line, just because he's crafty and a, and a pretty strong kid. So, and and here's the other thing, like at that level. When you have a player that uh, of of Hart's caliber, you know the focus is is on Joey in a lot of situations. The reason why, you know, I was tossing it around. Like I had Central Noble for a couple of days. I've had Central Noble as my number one, but Walters, Hart, and Webb—they all play together on the Under Armour circuit. 
Right. And for Grand Park premieres, they played at a really high level. Like they played really good AAU schedule. To me, it's every bit as tough as anything that they're going to see, you know, in a March run. Right. It could have easily went. It was either one of those two to me. Oh, I agree. Yeah, we just slipped. Somehow they ended up at three. So I think they're probably like one or two. So, all right, real real quick, because I got to run. Real quick. So you 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 got Linton winning two A. Is that what we're saying? And I got, got Linton, some, I got Linton in the championship. I've got Linton and Central Noble in the championship. In one A and one A, I've got North Davies and Tenley. Right, that's what we're looking at as far as the one A and two A state championship games. One A, one A. I would have. Uh, I mean, just based on our ranking. Tinley, Tinley in 21st century. Well, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. right. Yeah, Tinley goes, yeah, that's right. Tinley goes south. That's right. Yeah, that's true. And that just at, in, an interesting side point here, those two play each other in Gary on f- next Friday. Yep. Yep. I'll, I'll not be there, but but um, looking forward to seeing 21st century later in the year. But And, I, of course, we'll see Tinley a few times. But, well, hey, do this, Nick. I got to get going here. Um, Appreciate it. We will uh, we'll record 3A and 4A tomorrow. This, this stuff will probably go up. Um, well, I want to try and publish this tomorrow evening, sometime tomorrow afternoon. My last we... point. Yeah, go for it. Braden Walters, right? We both agree. Excellent defender. So, yep. it's kind of interesting if Central Noble and Linton meet up. You know, you got Connor, obviously big, big-time offensive player. And, you know, so what can Braden do against him? Um, but I know Braden would, would, would welcome that challenge, and obviously Connor would, would welcome it right back. So that would be – but could, can they neutral, neutralize each other? You know, what other pieces does well, that opens up. That opens up guard. That opens up Logan guard and Yoder. Um, yeah, Jackson Andrews. Especially guard. So anyway – Linton has a little injury issue that they're dealing with. I don't know how severe it is or how long standing it'll be, but yeah, Drew missed out. Yeah, they had a kid get hurt in football, so that'll be a big deal. So we'll do this. Let's all wrap this up. Those those that those are listening, we appreciate it and glad and thank you for subscribing. And Nick, good job. We'll record three A and four A tomorrow, and this stuff will start showing up uh, probably tomorrow night and, and Monday morning. All right, man. All right, man. Thanks. All right, everybody. thanks. Appreciate. It.